The Kansas City Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl again for the second year in a row as they go on the road and beat down the Baltimore Ravens 17 to 10. Fellas, I was saving a bottle of Arrow Red Lager just for a special occasion. You better believe I got another one for the Super Bowl. Sterling Holmes, Sports Illustrated's Matt Verder, and my name is Patrick Allen. All the talk going into this one was about that Ravens defense. The guys, in, uh, the guys in red and white had a pretty good defense, too, didn't they? Sterling, are you going to shotgun a bush light right Lamar now? Lamar Jackson, what happened? What happened? Oh, my goodness. If you come for the king, you best not miss Justin Tucker with the antics pregame. What are you guys doing? <laughs> Do Pat is here. This is for Steve Spagnuolo, guys. Uh, Steve Spagnuolo gets all the credit. My goodness, that defense. Come on, baby. This is a down year, and the Chiefs are heading to the Super Bowl four times in five years. He's doing it. Oh, yeah. Another iconic Arrowhead Attic podcast moment. You don't get this on the other shows, ladies and gentlemen. You get good stuff, but you don't get this. Well done, Sterling. How'd it taste? Did it taste like victory? It tastes like sweet victory, baby. <laughs> Matt Verderam, been a Chiefs fan all your life. I know that this exceeds all of our wildest dreams we couldn't have sat down and written a a more successful run what's your take on this performance by the Chiefs this week I think it showed why they're even in the spot in the first place I mean defensively they they single-handedly won the game I mean offensively look they played very well in the first half and they had 17 points they could do anything second half of the game anything and yet defensively I I don't know how long you guys were on before I came in I know it wasn't for long the play of the game is Jerry Sneed. Period. End of story. That is the play of the football game. That Sneed's play at the goal line. I mean, that's a play where 99 times out of 100, Jay Flowers walks in. And he didn't quit. He didn't quit. First of all, that's set up by the fact that Sneed tackled him on that play where Flowers ends up taking a personal foul. Okay, Because if he doesn't tackle him, he's in the end zone. And this is all a moot point anyway. Then he gets the personal foul. Then they hit him on this crossroads. He's going to walk in. He punches the ball. But we'll get to the details in a second. The bottom line, I thought, was in that game defensively, they just stood up over and over and over. I mean, making play after play. And and look, it's also got to be said, I thought that experience was a huge factor in this game down the stretch. How many dumb penalties did the Ravens take? They were frustrated. They were pissed off. I mean, and and they were all legitimate calls. Like, they weren't any of these, like, ticky-tack. I mean, Clowney headbutts Mahomes. You know, the one play by Jones, to me, I'm sorry. I don't say this very often. That was a dirty play, man, where he hit Mahomes across the face with his hand. Like that, I would I thought he should get ejected for that. It was a game where the Ravens made a lot of dumb mistakes, and the Chiefs didn't. Like, as much as the Chiefs bogged down at times, they didn't. And then when they had to have it, and it was like, you get a first down and the game's over, they were they were peak Chiefs. It wasn't like, we're going to throw a screen and hope he pit. It was like, we're going to go deep. We're going to go deep. And to of all people, the second I saw who it was, I was like, oh, my God. Then he caught it. And I was like, oh, my God. They're going to win the AFC Championship game because of MBS. Yes, did it. But you knew he was catching that ball, right? When you saw who it was, and maybe just because the Chiefs have done such a good job as a redemption team at times, right? But when the ball was thrown to MVS, my whole thought was, he's catching this ball. The Chiefs are going back to the Super Bowl, and the redemption tour continues because that was my thought process. He's been big. He's been big for them in the playoffs, and no bigger ca- – I mean, that was not an easy catch. That was a very difficult catch, and yeah. he brought it in. And I will say this about the Chiefs' offense in the second half. Two things. That Baltimore defense is as advertised. They were historically good all season long. They made some adjustments, and I do think that that got to the Chiefs in the third quarter. But I also think but by the time that game got to the fourth quarter, the Chiefs got very conservative because their defense was playing lights out. Yes, they would have liked some things to have gone better their way, but like you could tell late in that game, hey, they're like, uh, what's this fourth quarter? Like We've got a two-score lead. They bled the clock. They ran the football. They didn't make dumb mistakes. Patrick Mahomes didn't try to take deep shots when he didn't need to, took sacks when he needed to. And I think to Verderam's point, we didn't talk that we talked about this a little bit heading into this game. The experience factor, having been there before, not panicking, not pressing, saying, Hey, we got two score lead and we're winning the game. I think it mattered. I think if they needed points, they could have got them. 
they didn't need him. The defense was just unbelievable. I just really think in the end, that game is kind of exemplifying what they were all year long. I mean, they were an offense that like did enough when they needed to do it, and a defense was like, you're not scoring. I mean, all week, what did we hear all week long, right? Like the Ravens defense, Ravens defense. And, and to be fair, the Ravens defense was excellent. They, after the first two drives that game, completely shut the Chiefs down. But those two drives were enough because the, the Ravens couldn't do anything. I mean, even when Lamar, you know, padded some stats toward the end, I'm not saying padded like empty. I mean, they were still in the game. But like when he started completing some passes underneath, they were giving it to him. How long, how many times did it take him four seconds, five seconds, six seconds? I'll tell you right now, they play like that in the Super Bowl, they're winning. I don't care who they play because Purdy and Goff aren't extending the play like that. Okay. Yeah. Jackson, to his credit, extended a dozen plays in this game where they were all over him. I thought the Chiefs would blitz a lot more in this game. They blitzed a decent amount. They didn't blitz like crazy. I mean, they, we've seen them when they've really just dialed it up, right? But look, to me, it's just got, I know it's an obvious thing, but it's got to be said, man. Like, they're going to the fourth Super Bowl in five years. I mean, that is a staggering accomplishment. I don't know where it all ends. I don't know what happens. I think they're going to win. I don't, I don't even really care who they play. I think they're going to win the game. But, like, it's un, like take that in and really appreciate that. Four Super Bowls in five years. You know how many else? How many other teams have done that? One. One. The Patriots. The Patriots. They went to four and five. The fourth of, out of five was when they beat the Chiefs to, to, in the uh, 2018 championship game. That's it. That is it. In the history of the NFL, it's the only team to go to four Super Bowls in five years and win one of them. The Bills went to four straight. They lost all of them because they're the Bills. Like, to actually win one of them and go to four out of five years. It's uh, it's incredible. And they they did it mostly through their defense, a good offense in the first half, and then one huge play on offense. Had to have it, had it, Super Bowl. Unprecedented run by the Chiefs. We're going to get some quick business out of the way. Chiefs fans, DraftKings is offering a fantastic sign-up bonus ahead of the Super Bowl. You place a $5 first bet on anything to instantly claim $200 in bonus bets. You'll also be rewarded with a separate no-sweat single-game parlay every single day when you opt in. The best part is you receive both rewards even if your first bet loses. When you join DraftKings, make sure to sign up with our code. Arrowhead. Use our code Arrowhead. It not only gets you these great bonuses, but it also directly supports our podcast. If you've been considering signing up for DraftKings, make sure to use that code Arrowhead to maximize your first bets and parlays. The offer is available only to new customers who are 21 and older and physically present in legal gambling states. Please remember to always gamble responsibly. Check the episode description for the full terms to see if you qualify. I bet on our Kansas City Chiefs on DraftKings before this game. Do you know why? Because I don't bet against Patrick Mahomes in big games, and I made a nice little bit of money because you were getting uh, you were getting you were getting real good odds because the Chiefs were underdogs. It was amazing. A couple of super chats to get to real quick. Our guy Daniel, uh, the Chiefs have a down year and ended up in the Super Bowl. That my opinion, Reed is the goat in coaching. Hard. To, I mean, he's he's moving in that direction. ZK four BZ. Uh, thank you. We need about 15 game balls for the defense. Angry Drunken German just gifted 10 memberships. If you're new to the Arrowhead Addict family, join us. Snatch one of those up. And on the money says, is this real? Are we going back to the Super Bowl? This feels surreal. Unbelievably fortunate as fans to be living in this era. Tungsten calls out Sterling Holmes. Is that a fucking bush light? That's fucking disgusting. Here, oh, here I still haven't had an Arrowhead lager, and you're drinking that shit. I love oh, it. <laughs> you want to oh, say that? Hey, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Just for what it is your garbage. Bush Light is the nectar, okay? I get it. Arrowhead lager is much better, but if I want a beer that I'm going to shotgun, surprisingly, I can't shotgun glass. News to me. Uh, Tungsten always appreciates you. Uh, I will try and find a way next time to uh, bend the laws and do it. But we have some uh, some bourbon right here yeah yeah another super chat from richie meyer calling it now casey versus detroit season ends how it started but the chiefs win when it matters well i'll tell you what i would and we'll get to we can talk about that later but i would i would i would like to play detroit over san francisco i you know all the respect to to detroit but let give me uh give me the lines um all right sterling we haven't heard from you in a minute um when did you know during like during the end uh, the end of this game that the Chiefs were going to pull it out. Like, when were you like, oh, it's it's over? When you NBS know? caught the ball. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you, you, weren't, you weren't selling your chickens? Uh, I, I was the close. Yeah. I was close, right? Like, when, when uh, Lamar got picked off in the end zone and throw in into triple coverage. Uh, yeah. By the way, guys, 
all is fair game now on the Lamar Jackson front. The choking in the playoffs, not good in big-time games or big-time moments, this is now fair. Fair game. He had to play this game. He played in it, and he was two scoops of ass. So, yes, when a uh, fourth-string safety picks you off into triple coverage, sorry, pal, you're not that guy, Lamar. Um, I was feeling pretty darn confident then, but it really took – because I'm thinking here, all right, well, they don't get a first down. They just run the clock out. We have seen crazier things happen. This defense of Kansas City was pretty gassed, right? They've been on the field a lot late in that game. And so I'm sitting here going, one blown play. I got a little nervous. But once they got that first down to MVS, of course, uh, it was over then. And I was also wondering, with there was two minutes and 19 seconds, Baltimore had both or had used both of their timeouts already, right? Because they had used one early on. They had two timeouts left. They used them both before the two-minute warning. I'm sitting here going, the Chiefs are probably passing this ball. Because you don't, you only get 19 seconds versus 40 if you run it, right? So you're, yeah. you're already at a deficit there. You're not getting the actual gain. So I go, Chiefs are probably going to pass it. You might as well take a shot. Yeah. And they did, and it worked. I didn't know it was going to be that, though. Like, I, I thought they'd throw and that they should throw. But I did not think. But that's, that's Mahomes, man. He was open. And Mahomes wasn't sitting there going, well, you know, every time I threw to this guy in crucial situations all year long, he dropped it or couldn't find the ball. He trusted his guy. And how much does that mean to a guy like MVS who took shit all year going into the Super Bowl being like, hey, I shouldn't quit. I shouldn't give up because my guy trusts me. He's going to come back to me. I mean, it's, it's just what a leader Patrick Mahomes is out on the field. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I mean, they they trusted MVS with the season, which was a dangerous proposition. <laughs> like, I'm not gonna lie to you, man. When that ball was coming down, I was like, "Oh my god, what?" <laughs> and then he caught it, and I was I I think I just kind of shrieked. I couldn't believe he had, like when when I, I saw it. the like, there was a hard catch. Yeah, like when he went down backwards, I'm like, "Oh, the ball's definitely gonna come out." And then he got up and was like, "Hey," I'm like, "Oh my god, of all the catches." He's dropped everything. Oh, you know, and like that's the ball that he caught, but that's them the last five, six years. Like, of course he caught it, and they're off into another Super Bowl. I will say, I actually have heard Verderam shriek before. I had that Blink 182 concert together. He was really trying to hit those high notes, and I, I heard some, some Verderam shrieks. It, it's not good. Um, I, listen, you know what? It was, it really though, like it's, it's just a super impressive game. Like, I, I thought Spagnolo was unbelievable. I mean, to hold that team to 10 points, it took away the ball three times, and they had to. I mean, two of those were in the end zone. I will say, Lamar Lamar was lucky he wasn't picked off by Bolton earlier in the game. He yeah. early, Really early in the game, my God, every other boy threw was getting batted down. and picked, But he played better in the second half. I And I'm sure we'll hear from him at some point, or, you know, media hear from him. I don't know what he was doing on that, that interception at Deion Bush. I mean, there were three guys there. I don't know what, like, I, that's a throw you see on, like, 4th and 15, right? Where it's like, you're just going to try it, you fit it in there. That was a bizarre, bizarre decision. And I really thought, again, I mentioned it earlier, I thought experience was really the story of that game. I thought it was really the Chiefs didn't make mistakes. They maybe punted, and, you know, they whatever, but, like, they didn't, they didn't make a killer mistake. They didn't fumble the ball in their own territory. They didn't turn the ball over. Like, that, quite honestly, you can make a really good case. That game should have been well, well done a half into it. I mean, the Chiefs were dominating that game in the first half. And give Baltimore credit. They stopped them on fourth and, and short. And and then there was the, the holding call on Smith that really, look, you could argue it, whatever, it, it came back. That game easily could have been 28-7 you know, to seven at halftime. But 
the Chiefs never been. I'm with Sterling. I I was saying to my dad during the game, like they're just they're gassed defensively. I mean, the Chiefs oh, have been out there the whole half. They just kept making plays. They kept doing it, and now they got two weeks. And I look, I we don't have to get ahead of ourselves. Whatever, it's fine. I, I don't care who they play in this game. I think they're beating these teams. I, I thought if they beat Baltimore above, I I mean, I just look. I mean, Detroit's probably the team you'd rather play, but I don't really care. Honestly, I, I think at this point the Chiefs—they've never lost in Vegas, so often off, uh, off the comfy confines. Patrick, before I let you get to some more super chats and more about this game, I have to bring something up. How nice of it was that the Ravens actually decided to throw a celebration for Chiefs legend Terrell Suggs. I mean, that was pretty cool of the Ravens to to give the Chiefs legend Terrell Suggs his due. And by the way, did anyone else notice or get a screenshot of his ring? It sure looked like he was rocking a Chiefs championship ring. I, I I don't know how many people noticed this, how many people saw this. When he showed that ring, sure looked like the uh, Chiefs insignia on that bad boy. You know, it's tough. It's tough, but it's a nice looking ring. I would wear it if I was him too. You, you know, I was thinking about poor Lamar Jackson. I, look, I like Lamar Jackson. I I I think he's seems like a really super nice kid. He is talented. He's fun. If you like football, he's a lot of fun to watch. You know, like th- there's nothing to dislike about Lamar Jackson. But at this point, he's the 90s Chiefs of quarterbacks. Like that's just what he can change that in the future. But th- that unfortunately for him, that's what it is. He is the greatest regular season quarterback of all time. He's unbelievable. They win a ton of games. By the way, the Lions just scored a huge touchdown, 7 0. Oh, lines up. Okay. Uh he's he scores it he scores a ton of points, you know, racks up stats in the regular season, but he hasn't been able to get over the hump in the playoffs. And look, we've seen other quarterbacks that this has happened to, right? It took Manning a while, it took Rodgers a while. He may get his Super Bowl someday. But if you were in the AFC right now, you've got a big problem. I don't care if you're Burrow, I don't care if you're Allen, I don't care if you're Lamar, you have a big problem. No kidding. Yeah, they got a big problem. <laughs> I mean, he's been to four of the last six Super Bowls. He's been to the AFC Championship games all six years. He's lost twice in overtime. Yeah, I'd say they got a pretty big damn problem. Not to mention the fact everybody this year, including me, and I would imagine you guys at some point toward the end of the regular season, were like this team's just not that good. And uh, here we are because you, you listen. If you are familiar with this team, you could see it coming at the second half of that Cincinnati game, like. And now, now, you didn't know, like, this was all coming. But, like, hey, they look like they're competent offensively for the first time forever. Then the Miami game happened. You're like, okay, that's a really good sign. Once that Buffalo game happened, you're like, okay, like I, this week, and I've said this all week, and I've been called every name under the sun. Like, I never understood why there was this notion, oh, the Ravens are just going to kill them. Like, are you kidding me? I mean, the Ravens might win. I'm not saying they can't win the game, but you think the Ravens are going to blow this team out? Have you seen this team? I don't think that's going to happen based on the defense alone. And as far as Lamar goes, listen, I have a lot of respect for Lamar. I think he's I think he's terrific. I think he absolutely deserves to be an MVP for a second time. That being said, he was he was pretty hideous in this game. I mean, he was there he certainly made some plays, but when you're talking about being the best cuz you scored 10 points, bro. You scored 10 points. And one of which, okay, listen, you, your receiver let you down, fine. That pick at the end of the game, brutal. You just cannot make that throw. That throw is awful. That's what if Mahomes made that throw, you'd want him drug tested. That's one of the worst throws you've ever seen in your life. Terrible. And then he wails it into the uh, into the middle of the field late, which is the Cardinals center quarterbacking. The bottom line is the Chiefs. Now, I mean, you're to a point. Think about the other upper echelon quarterbacks in the AFC. Okay, Herbert doesn't count. He doesn't even bother to show up for the playoffs. Lawrence has been there once, and the Chiefs knocked him out. Mahomes did on half an ankle. He's now one and one against Burrow. Give Burrow his props. He's beaten him at least, but he's one and one. Allen is 0 and 3 against Mahomes in a playoff setting. Jackson's now 0 and 1 and 1 and 4 for his career. I mean, Mahomes is like the 1990s version of the Wiz. Nobody beats the Wiz. Right? I mean, that's what we're at. Just nobody beats them. I don't care. I had to throw it in there. Amazing. nobody, Nobody beats them unless you can get them into overtime and then you're in good shape. Other than that, it's rough starting. By the way, I saw Amenahu, uh Harold uh, Koons put it out there that Amenahu said, quote, I'll be ready in regard to the Super Bowl. So, Great news. Wow. Um, Great give news. me a wall. Take that. For, yeah, take that for what it's worth. <laughs> I will say the Chiefs have done it three different ways, too. Well, 
this would be the third one if they win. But they've gone to the Super Bowl multiple different ways now. Obviously, Mahomes on a rookie contract with Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, the explosive offense. They've done it uh, with Mahomes on a second contract, no Tyree Kill, right? And now they've done it a third way with a defense first, almost run the ball, take care of the football. You have some issues offensively, but you should be terrified if you're the rest of the NFL it's not just Mahomes. Yes, yes, Mahomes obviously is the guy getting there. This is the Mahomes era. You look at Andy Reid, Spagnolo, and the team in general, the way it's constructed, uh, the depth of this team. I mean, think about the depth of Nick Allegretti, Deion Bush, a fourth-string safety making an interception, um, Drew Tranquil, one of the biggest uh, impact signings of free agency, and he was, what, for like $7 million? I mean, you're looking through and you're sitting back and going, they have done it so many different ways. They are a chameleon. You should be terrified. Again, hat tip to Brett Veach because he put this team and constructed this team together. But my goodness. A few more Super Chats to get to. Uh, Joe say what? I can see us winning against the Lions, but you know what? Rematch, damn it, against those strong 49ers. Let's go Chiefs, baby. Our guy Rhett says uh, Ravens defense is legit. Difference is our offense didn't turn the ball over. Absolutely. Jay Ward, our buddy. Lost all respect for the dirt for that dirty Raven team. I think they had about five personal fouls. Go Chiefs, and the D showed up. Mahomes is Mahomes. And Wiley Possum with a $100 super chat. Thank you so much, brother. Uh, we saw Hall of Fame Kelsey today. He saved his best game for the best game. He looked unstoppable. The whole defense went nuclear. Back to the Super Bowl, baby. Oh, and playoff MVS is comeback story of the year. How about those? Chiefs, incredible. Thank you, brother. And one more here uh, from 19 EHF. I was told the Chiefs were washed. Where is Jamar Chase? Where is Jamar Chase? Did you guys see? Was I think it's his actual account. Joe, Joe Burrow tweeted, "Let guys taunt." Yes. Yeah. Oh, I, I I interviewed Jamar and T Higgins not that long ago. Um, I know where they're not at the Super Bowl. Well, they're not, you know, on the couch. You know, it's great. T. Higgins and Jamar both saying, you know, anyone but the Chiefs, they have to be punching air right now. It's tough. It's uh, it's a tough position to be in. Let's talk about Patrick Mahomes. Um, We we talked about how the Chiefs uh, offense was stuck in the mud in that second half, and they were. But Mahomes only threw nine incompletions in this game. He was 30 of 39 for 241. Not eye-popping numbers, a touchdown, no picks. And then he ran the ball six times for 15 yards. But what just stood out to me about him in that second half, man, was he was not going to cost his team the game. He just wasn't going to do it. He was going to take what the defense gave him, and it worked really well in the first half, not as well in the second half. Uh, He's just absolutely unbelievable. His maturity, even from earlier in the season where they were still trying to figure out the offense, like he was taking shots in games that he didn't necessarily need to take them. You know, um, trying to force the ball on the field, making some bad decisions. He has grown up. And I think it's, uh, it's something that we talk about, like even over the course of the season where we say like, yeah, they're bad right now, but like we, we think they'll figure it out. People will be like, Oh, well, it's, you know, it got late in the season. It was like Christmas day. They're atrocious. Are they going to figure it out? But what stands out is that it's it, all that stuff that happened earlier. doesn't matter. The last few weeks, they've been playing better on offense. They've been more efficient. The mistakes have stopped. And I think if you're ever asking yourself ever again, I don't care how bad they look all season long, can the Chiefs turn it on and flip the switch and play well when they get the playoffs? The answer is yes. You don't even need to ask a question. The question again, the answer, if they get to the playoffs, they can go to the Super Bowl, period. Well, I agree with Mike. Purdy just got hit into another dimension, but he did complete the ball um, in any event. Yeah, I agree with you. Listen, I... uh Look, I mean, this season kind of shows well, the range is the right word, but like they've had years where they've just been utterly dominant. And you've watched them and you've just said, look, if they're healthy and like they execute, they're going to the Super Bowl. This was not one of those years. This team went 11 and six and they really struggled. I mean, they, they started six and one and after that were five and five. I mean, this team was a mess. I, I think back to the Christmas game against the Raiders, and that was the first time I really said to myself, like, this team, I, I didn't think they won a playoff game. I mean, they're a disaster. They were getting booed off the field, and rightfully so. Like yeah. They were atrocious in that game. And now you sit here and you look at them, you know, like, they're probably going to win the Super Bowl. 
like they're probably I, I don't look, I can't speak for anybody else, but for my two cents, now they got a week to prepare. They got two weeks to prepare. They got a week off, they got a bye week. And they're either gonna get a Lions team that I think is good, but I do not think it's beating Kansas City in a Super Bowl. And or they're getting or they're getting spags against Brock Purdy with two weeks to prepare, which uh I feel pretty good about. So, you know, you look at them and I just think the last couple of games have kind of shown. I mean, offensively against Buffalo, they were dominant. They went up and down the field all game long. This game, they were very good offensively in the first half. They had 211 yards. They had two touchdowns, 17 points. Second half couldn't do anything. didn't matter because the defense just stood up. They are a complete team. They're not as dominant as they've been in the years past at times. But altogether, they're still an extremely tough team to beat. And we're sitting here looking at them going, yeah, I mean, four Super Bowls in five years. I think at this point, it's almost, I don't know if today's the day for it, but it's a conversation about a legacy and, and, and a dynasty and like where they sit in NFL history because this is almost unseen. If the Chiefs win the Super Bowl this year, this might be their most impressive, right? I think even just yeah. getting there might be yeah. the most impressive. The teams they've beaten to get here. Yeah. Like th- yeah. th- this is just absurd. No folks are trying to take shots at the Ravens in hell. We, we've been taking shots at them as well, but let's not get it twisted. This Ravens team was elite. This Ravens team was historically good when you look at a lot of the more analytical numbers. This Ravens team was deserving of the one seed and quite frankly deserving of be, uh, being the favorite in the game. Um, the Bills, on the other hand, this Bills team went all in. This Bills team found a way after being 512 weeks through the season to not only make the playoffs but be the two seed, right? And then the Dolphins – quite frankly, had one of the best offenses through, again, half the season, so it inflated some of their numbers. But offensively, they were, again, on the historic side of how effective they were. The Chiefs beat all three. If the Chiefs beat the Niners, we're going to look back and say, those four teams, that was an absolute gauntlet. Those four teams the Chiefs beat are going to be thrown up there as this was the best Chiefs stretch we have ever seen. Again, maybe not the best Chiefs team, but the best Chiefs team that are the best teams the Chiefs have beaten to win a Super Bowl. I agree 100%. This is far and away their most difficult road to the Super Bowl, not just because they actually had to go on the road for two games, but I think that all the teams they played, you know, they when they had to play in the in the wild card round a couple of years ago, they stomped a terrible Steelers team, right? Like that was a that was a tune-up game for them. Th- that Dolphins team was no joke. They weren't a great team and they were banged up, but like they were extremely dangerous. The Chiefs handled them with their defense. You know, they go and they on the road and beat a really good Buffalo team and a really good quarterback in Josh Allen, who almost played perfect ball. And then they go on the road and beat this Ravens team. No matter who they play in the Super Bowl, it's going to be impressive. I I do think, though, the Lions would be the the easy, the weakest team they've played in a Super Bowl. I don't want to call them easy. But I think there are some advantages there that play really well. Uh, and the 49ers might be their toughest opponent in a Super Bowl. So, I mean, this is unbelievable. A couple more Super Chats. Jeremy Cochran, I'm sure there's been a better – I'm not. I'm sure there's been a, been better, but that's the single greatest performance by a coordinator I've ever seen. God-tier spags. Verderam, you bring this up on the podcast a lot, that, that Bill Belichick once came up with a game plan that was so unbelievable yeah. that it's, it's in the Hall of Fame. Yes. So I I I, I don't know your opinion on this one. How, where is this this game plan by Steve Spagnuolo stack up? Um, I mean it's one of his best. That that's for damn sure. That's saying something based on how great he's been as a coordinator. I think what makes Spag so unique and so great. Actually, I should rephrase it. What what makes him so great is that he is so unique. I mean they they will come out and play one style of football one week and be dominant in it. And then come out and play a completely different style of football the next week. I mean, heavy zone, heavy man, heavy blitz, heavy four-man rush. And it just doesn't matter. Like they just they figure it out. That's why I'm so confident about them in the Super Bowl. It just doesn't matter. They will just, this is what will beat this team. And we're going to play this way. And it's so hard to do that. You have to, A, of the coach who's willing to do that. Coach who was able to do that. And then you have to have the players. You have to have the players who can jump schemes and go from, okay, we're going to play this way to that way. I mean, I honestly think Spagnuolo has an honest-to-God case to be the first assistant coach to be in the Hall of Fame. Like, I, I really genuinely believe that. Like, And Dick LeBeau like, should be in there and everything. In fact, I should check Dick LeBeau. So if he is, he's just an innovator because of his, his zone blitz stuff. Uh, I don't think he's – actually, he might be in as a player because Dick LeBeau is a hell of a player. 
Um, he was incredible he, for the Steelers for years. And he, and he, is, he is in the Hall of Fame. He yeah. made it as a player. Um, Spagnolo is so damn good as a coordinator. Like, look, he'll probably never get in because like it would be groundbreaking. If they win the Super Bowl this year, I, what else does the guy have to do? He won four Super Bowls. He's the only coordinator to ever win two Super Bowls with two different teams. The only, the only D coordinator to ever do that. And you look at him. I mean, it's not like as great as his Chiefs defense is. And this is probably this is the best defense they've ever had on their hand. How many guys on this team are you like that guy's a Hall of Fame level player? Chris Jones, and then like we'll see with like the corners, right? But like I, as much as I love Jerry Sneed, like what are the odds he's ever getting the Hall of Fame, right? Like it's it's incredible. I mean, the best players in this team are like Charles Amenahu and Drew Tranquil, you know, and Justin who are damn good players, but like they're not Hall of Famers. It's not like they're trotting out like eight All Pros defensively. Right. Doesn't matter. Nobody can figure it out. I thought today in this game, they put so many guys at the line that they just dissuaded Baltimore from running the football. I mean, it basically just became, if you run the ball, you're running into a million guys in the front. And if you look at, if you look at what they did this game, so Lamar carried eight times for 54 yards. Some were designed, some were not. Gus Edwards had three carries for 20 yards, and, and one of them was 15 yards. Justice Hill had three carries for three yards, and Zay Flowers had two carries for four yards. That's it. They couldn't do anything. I mean, Spagnolo basically was like, you know what, man? You want to throw it? Beat me. They couldn't. And that's it. I mean, that, in the end, that's basically what he dared them to do um, as the Niners, uh, they just missed a field goal. So it remains seven to nothing. And uh, that's it. I, I thought Spagnolo was brilliant. And I, I think right now, I mean, you talk about Mahomes and Kelsey, we, we should talk about those guys. They're winning because of their defense. Their defense is just lights out. Yeah, it, it really reminds me, Sterling, of of Tom Brady. Like the thing about Brady that that always made him great, it wasn't the physical tools. It was he would do. You actually, if you watch the before the pregame, Patrick Mahomes sat down with Chris Berman on ESPN, and Mahomes talked about Brady, and he said, you know, one of the things I admired about Brady was that he he just adapted. Like he would do whatever he needed to do to win. Which with whatever team he had around him. And I've learned a lot from that. Fast forward to this game, and that's exactly what you saw. He's not just a guy. He's more talented physically as an athlete than Tom Brady. But that wasn't what he used in this game to help the Chiefs win. He used his head. He understood what his position was on the team, how the game was going, like all of those things. And that is the difference between some of these quarterbacks, I think, like, like Lamar, like Tua, who if you put good players around them and good coaching, like they could make a run, they could maybe win a Super Bowl, like maybe win one. And and, a, and an all-time great, like Mahomes, who's like, I'm going to be here year after year after year. You turn over the whole roster. Look at this roster compared to the Super Bowl roster from 2019. It's completely different. It's all new guys for the most part, right? Doesn't matter. Mahomes will find a way. Well, again, going back like 2018, he was forced to be aggressive because the defense was so bad. This year, again, going to your point, he can't make the big mistake because the Chiefs defense was playing so good. So what you're going to do is play a little bit more conservatively. Say, hey, I understand my final numbers. The box score might not be as great, but I understand the value I'm bringing to the team. Again, Lamar Jackson, on the other hand, he could have tried to dink and dunk and eventually find his way to score a touchdown. What did he do? He threw a ball into triple coverage, and that was the game. Mahomes says, if I play smart, that guy on the other side is going to beat himself. That's all I got to do. And again, it's different ways of doing it. I'm not saying that he can't go out and beat this Ravens defense, but why take that chance? Why let this Ravens defense, who has been great all season long, have an opportunity to flip the game? So what did he do? He took his medicine, and the Chiefs, again, got it done. That right there is smart football. Yeah, I listen, you know what? Um, by the way, if you're following this on Twitter, the Chiefs are having an absolute field day on Twitter. Um, <laughs> and uh, Juan Thornhill said, uh, says, uh, you want to play zone against uh, Kelsey and Mahomes? Good luck. So that he says, uh, go get it. So that that's uh, Juan Thornhill tweeting from Cleveland. Listen, you know what? Um, it's it's really I I think a game and, and a team. That again, I, I said it earlier, it's kind of a microcosm. It's emblematic of who they've been all year long. I mean, it's an offense that has gone in, in you know, in, in spurts. It's been up and down. It's a defense that's been great all year long. Um, I guess it's just look, sometimes, man, we get so bogged down with statistics. 
like this team ranked this and this team ranked that and this team did this and this team is good against this formation and this personnel grouping. And there's a lot of value in that. Like, I'm not here to tell you that there's not. I, you know, Aaron Schatz was on this podcast this past week and this DVOA. I think Aaron is as good as they get. I, and, and, and Frank, I, I'm a personal friend. I have a lot of respect and admiration for Aaron. Um, I also think when you start talking about the playoffs, you're talking about a one-off game. You're talking about a, a specific, like I know one of the big things coming into this game was, well, the Ravens, they run a ton of power and the Chiefs aren't good against power, but it's one game. And like you're focusing the whole week on stopping that. Where maybe throughout the course of the year, you don't really care if Denver runs power. It's like, all right, oh, fine, who cares, right? But in this game, we care. We care if they run power. So we're going to take that away. And that's why I look at the Chiefs, and I think they're the ultimate nightmare for anybody in a playoff game. Because they look at it like, okay, we're malleable on defense. Whatever you're really good at, we're going to take that away from you. That's what Belichick did for 20 years. Yeah. Belichick would just go, that's great. You're good at this? Cool. You're not doing that this game. And the Chiefs have become that. And offensively, I'm sorry, you want to bet against Mahomes, man? Be my guest. I'm the point. Like the, the next guy who's going to be the first guy this week who's like, I'll take Goff. I'll take Purdy. That's cool. You have him. Like, I don't, I don't care. Sometimes it's just like, it's like all those years with Brady where people would look for any excuse to bet against the guy. And then you turn the game on and you'd be like, yeah, he's not going to lose to this team, is he? <laughs> like, and you just, you just should see it. You're like, I couldn't believe Justin Tucker, who I have all the respect in the world for. Bro, you're trying to bait him and Kelsey at the beginning of this game. Like, what, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, just trying to get them pissed off? Like, okay, I mean, and it's funny. It's some gamesmanship and whatever. And, like, it's, it's not to be taken that seriously. But, like, just stop. Right? Like, just stop. Not a good idea. Um. They're just phenomenal at executing their game plan. And in the playoffs, that's kind of the story of it. What can you take away and what can you not have taken away from you? They're phenomenal doing those things and they keep winning. And what I loved about what I love about Aaron's analysis is, you know, he didn't come on this podcast and say the Chiefs have no chance. He he gave you the historical context. He yeah. explained the statistics for you. And one of the things he said that stuck with me that I remembered, he was like, look, like this Ravens team is really historically good. And he was like, I'm not saying the Chiefs have no chance. In fact, they have a better chance than the Giants had when they played the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Um, but the Giants still won, which is which was exactly his point. Was like what you did all year doesn't it doesn't mean you're gonna keep doing it in this one game um uh sample says, by the way, Armani Watts on Twitter. Now the boys get to play the Super Bowl in a second home stadium. Crazy. <laughs> Pretty much. Hilarious. Um, more super chats. Derek Watson. I told you this defense can take us to the Super Bowl. Flapjack City. Who's the true MVP? We all know. Uh, Russ uh, Manny says uh, it's almost midnight here in London, and I'm definitely still won't be able to sleep anytime soon. Take the day off, brother. Uh, our guy Bumpa says Spags had Lamar in hell. Uh, Paul DeSantis says. Uh, if the fighting, if the fighting kneecaps win, the Chiefs might be the greatest villain of sports all time. Go Chiefs! Joshua Carr, third generation Chiefs fan, celebrating another Super Bowl appearance with my dad and three young boys. Love you guys and the content at Arrowhead Addict is the best. Love having Verderam join too. Appreciate you, Jalen Butler, one of our pals. MVS, MVS, MVS. My hope for MVS was bleak during the season, but faith never faded. I was nervous all the way through the catch. Spagnola deserves two rings. Just a dominant performance from the defense heading to Vegas. By the way, MVS tweeted a picture and said, at the bank, and it's two pictures of, of uh, the Chiefsaholic. It's so that, that's, so, that's so good. Unbelievable. But by the way, the Lions are just absolutely boat racing San Francisco. They're down the red zone again. They just had a third and nine through a wide receiver screen, and Amon Ross St. Brown wasn't even touched for 20 yards of it. Um, so – so far, uh, we're at 3.59 left to go in the first quarter. Rough uh, rough scene in Santa, Santa Clara right now for the home team. Um, I guess, look, I don't, I don't know if you guys want to go this route. Um, dynasty at this point. Is it a dynasty they have to win one in two weeks? No, I'm over that now because I would normally would say yes, but the consistent nature they have dominating the AFC, it's not a down AFC. It's not like they've just been getting there year after year and there's no real contender. It's been, again, the, the Ravens with Lamar, Joe Burrow and the Bengals, Josh Allen and the Bills. It's always someone, someone, someone. It's the preseason Chargers, yet who is there? Six 
straight years. Four Super Bowls in five years, and they've won two. So in my opinion, this almost seals it for me. This does seal it for me, I should say. I would consider this a dynasty. Again, not in the same ilk as the Patriots, but I would consider this a dynasty now. Especially if they keep it going, they can even surpass kind of what the Patriots did because Patriots were really two, kind of two dynasties separated, sure. by, about They're a separated by a decade. Yeah. By a decade yeah. um, but, but I'll tell you this, man. Since becoming the starter in 2018, Patrick Mahomes makes it to the Super Bowl more often than he doesn't make it to the Super Bowl. That's a dynasty, baby. Like, I'm sorry, win or lose. He loses the game. He wins 50% of the Super Bowls he makes it to, and he makes it to the Super Bowl pretty much every year. So, yeah, they're, they're, they're a dynasty, and if they, if they win, they'll, we'll have to start talking about them, not just like, are they a dynasty? Where do they stack up in right. the all-time dynasties? By the way, Detroit, Detroit's just running them over. It's 14-0. Um, I... Uh... <laughs> I think they probably are right now. Dynasty. I mean, look at this juncture, no matter what happens, they've won eight straight division titles. They've gone to six straight AFC championship games. They've won four of them. They're in four of the last five Super Bowls. They've at least won two titles. I mean, yeah, I think, I think at this point, like, what are we even talking about? That being said, if they win in two weeks, you're to the point with them, what would that be? Three and five years? You, I mean, look, you could argue that their dynasty is certainly better than the first Pats one, which was three and four years, but then they kind of faded. And they, of course, they had the one perfect season that they, that they lost in the Super Bowl. Um, they're better than the Cowboys. I mean, I know the Cowboys won three and four, but they did nothing before or after it. Like, geez, three and five, four, and we're getting to four and five to me is more impressive. Um, are they better than the 80s Niners? I mean, the 80s Niners won four. It was over nine years. Um, you could argue it. The Steelers are probably the one that still you'd beg them. I mean, they won four out of six. But those teams were also before the cap. I mean, those teams were in a different era of football. You could make a really, really, really compelling argument. All things considered, they're one of the three best teams of all time doing Super Bowl in two weeks. And they're certainly in the top five. Well, and none of those teams had to follow or endure Brody Croyle, Tyler Thigpen, Brady Quinn, uh, the Kyle Orton was going to be the savior. Uh, Matt Castle. I have a Matt Castle jersey. Still rock that bad boy because that that was a big deal. Matt Castle. You mean former Patriots quarterback Matt Castle? Yeah. I mean, like ser- seriously, like come on now. We're still humble. That's why I think Chiefs fans. Whenever you see bandwagon folk or like people on Twitter saying ba- bandwagon for Chiefs fans, we always just laugh. Like we don't get offended. We just laugh and like, yo, okay, guy. Yeah, sure, man. Tony Moyaki was the dude. Yeah, like, like we don't get offended. We laugh. We, we don't take it like other fans, which I always find so endearing and so enjoyable. And going back to one uh, quick point you said earlier that I just thought of with the Chiefs defense in this game, the defensive line in particular, it was like an amoeba, right? They wouldn't just run. They learned from Josh Allen and the Bills. Like, I truthfully thought that. They learned that if you have one guy get uh, penetration and the other three guys are behind, well, Allen's going to run to that one side and it's going to be a first down. Against Lamar, what do they do? They try to all keep contained at the same time and then collapse at the same time. If one guy gets ahead, you're screwed because Lamar's going to find that spot and run through it. So yep. for me, I was just very impressed with the entire defensive line understanding the game plan, executing the game plan, and for the most part, bringing them down. I mean, who would have thought that at the end of the game that the Ravens would have run 16 times, that including half of those being Lamar Jackson runs, and the Chiefs would have run it 32 times. This is where I really feel like coaching, and, and obviously uh, Harbaugh's an incredible coach, okay? But the Chiefs have the coaching edge in this one. But Isaiah Pacheco, had a, his longest run was for 12 yards. He ran 24 times for 68 yards. That's 2.8 yards per carry. And they, they ran it with Clyde one time. The Chiefs ran 32 times. I mean, they had – a for all the crap Andy Reid has taken over the years about not running the football, how many games did he lose in Philadelphia when they were winning by two scores and he kept throwing and kept throwing and, and stopping the clock and let teams come back? That second half, people aren't really going to talk about it because the Chiefs didn't do a lot offensively. But that second half coaching job by Andy Reid, the plays that they called – I thought was was unbelievable, and it's re, it's the reason that they won the game. He knew what his defense was doing. 
And at a certain point, not maybe in the third, but as they got to the fourth quarter, it was very evident that they knew that clock was ticking and they were okay with that. Dog, I can't get to you with unbelievable. I will say he knew the Chiefs defense was doing a great job. I wouldn't say unbelievable. It was the restraint. It wasn't, it wasn't that they went out there and lit it up. It was, it was Andy Reid, Andy Reid running the ball and milking the clock and not panicking and calling him, you know, going three and out with passes. And, you know, that's a huge thing for him, which he's lost games on in the past. Sure. I um I think the offense was Mostly two scoops in the second half. <laughs> they really couldn't do a damn thing. Um, I mean, you want to just break down? They sucked. But they also they didn't turn it over, to your point, Patrick. And I thought that, look, sometimes it's like that old adage, and I'm not trying to be cliche, but it's just the truth. Like, you're not always great, but you're great when you have to be. And on third and nine, they needed it. And they didn't do some little bubble screen where, like, the guy got loose or, like – they were just like, yeah, here it comes. Like, stop it. They didn't care. They didn't care. And I, I think that kind of is who they've been for a long time, right? I mean, they just – in that – like, how many teams – let's be – how many times have been absolutely – how many teams have been absolutely terrified to throw that ball? How many quarterbacks have been like, I cannot throw that ball on this spot? Well, I was just in his back step. I was like, that's cool. 40 yards, boom, first down, game's over. Like, it, it takes guts. It takes a lot of guts. They've shown that throughout the year. They deserve to be getting the credit they get. Um, and, you know, listen, now they're going to go to the Super Bowl and they're going to play either San Francisco or Detroit. They'll probably be underdogs if they play San Francisco. I do not think they should be, but they will be. Um, and if they're Detroit, uh, if they face Detroit, they'll be the favorites. But I really don't give a damn. I, I really don't. I, mean, I really just – I mean, whoever they play is going to be good and whoever they play to me is not going to be them. So that that's fine. You're muted, Sterling. Yeah, I knew that. Uh, sorry. <laughs> I knew. I just want to test you and make sure you knew that I was. Yeah. Uh, before I let you get to some more Super Chats, I found one of my favorite uh, comments, I think, of all time from Charles. It said, us bandwagon fans remember when a 6.0 on the Bo Richter scale was earth-shattering. That's outstanding. Amazing. That's Amazing. really good. Uh, okay, Super Chats. Raymond Chandler, Mahomes couldn't put it away in the second half, but Spags and the D did. Yeah, here's the second half. Actually, let's just – I want to illustrate this. After the Chiefs scored a touchdown to make it 14-7, to here's how the rest of the game went for the Ravens on offense. Fumble, punt, punt, end of half, punt, punt, fumble, interception, field goal. That, that's unbelievable. Um, from Vladimir Putin joining us on the Super Chat. Although if you're in charge of Russia, I feel like you could have given us more than 1999. Uh, it's Putin. Oh, it's Putin. Vladimir Putin. My mistake. My mistake. Uh, you should have paid us some food. What a game. McStuffy, MVS, Patrick Pacheco, and, of course, Taylor's boyfriend kicked ass. I'm drunk, so I'll say LFG Chiefs. Justin Hayes, no comment. 499 Super Chat, appreciate you. KCDC gifted five memberships. Scoop those up, fellas. Uh, Justin Hayes wanted to add a comment. I was asking why they think the national media downplays how good our defense is. Um, That's a... That's a good question, Justin. I think that the other narratives probably for the Chiefs were stronger than their defense this year, right? The other narratives were it's you know it's Mahomes and Kelsey and the offense and what's wrong and they lost more games than they should have. And I think from a national perspective, that overshadowed how good this Chiefs defense was because they were still losing games. We we knew it. The local media knew it. People who watched closely knew it, but that definitely overshadowed it. Would you fellas agree? I think Verderam hit it earlier on. It's because you have Chris Jones as all pro. Everyone knows Chris Jones, but as good as Legereus Sneed has been, you don't hear the national media talking about him. It's, it's about Sauce Gardner, right? It's about Jalen Ramsey. You rarely hear about the greatness of Legereus Sneed. And while Trent McDuffie did get all pro, that was kind of surprising. Even I think a lot of people in Chiefs Kingdom, like he's been really good, but was he all pro one? That was also nodded as a slot corner. Again, when you go around the NFL, it's not a, um, you know, TJ Watt. It's not a Nick Bosa, a Joey Bosa. It's Chris Jones. And then everyone else just assumes it's just, just dudes. But we understand that here. Again, they don't get all of these awards. But again, it's a testament to what Steve Spagnuolo can do. So in my opinion, that's why this Chiefs defense doesn't get a ton of love. It's not necessarily the big names. And quite frankly, a lot of guys aren't these high draft picks. 
luxurious fourth round. I mean, there's some second and third rounders here, but we're not talking about a whole bunch of top end first rounders from Georgia and Alabama. I, guys you grew up watching in college. So to me, there is a big difference. Well said. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. More super chats here. Uh, Tone B on my way to my mother's side of the family who lives in Maryland and are huge Raven fans. They are blowing my phone up during the game. And now silence, big Charlie's and South Philly was rocking. And then uh, the last super chat we have right now, Wesley Paul. Big Charlie's. Come on now. <laughs> Amazing. Big Charlie's. Uh, Flowers had some growing up, had some growing up to do. Call out Allegretti today. Anyone know Tooney's status? And then uh, oh, Raymond Chandler. I missed yours, Raymond. Been watching them since. A boy with Stram is coach. Cheese fans, please know how rare and special this is. Yeah. And we do got to talk about that. I mean, I said it at the top that like, if, you know, when I was in, when I was in junior high, and the Chiefs lost 14 to 10 to, to the Broncos. I didn't go to school the next day. If you asked me that 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 Monday while I was home sick, hey, sit down. Here's a, here's a piece of notebook paper. Write out the best possible era of Chiefs football you can imagine. Put everything in there. As many Super Bowls as you want. I, I wouldn't have even come close. I wouldn't even have come close to what they've done right now. It is unimaginable, this run that they're on right now. Well, historically speaking, the only other team that's ever gone to four and five and at least won one of them was the Patriots. That's it. That's it. That's the whole list. You know, Steelers went to four and six, won them all. Niners went back to back once. And the Chiefs now have gone back to back Super Bowls twice. I mean, that's they gotta win it. They gotta they gotta finish this one off here. You know, whether they get Detroit or whether they get San Francisco, and we'll see what happens. McCaffrey just scored. Or no, not scored. I'm sorry. He's now at the five. What an effort. Holy crap. Um but whoever they get, they get. I mean, I, you know, and, and I think, you know, to the point earlier, the question earlier about why is the defense nationally underrated? Because the national narrative, and I know I'm part of it, is like the Chiefs are about Mahomes, right? Like that's when you think about the Chiefs nationally and you don't watch them every game. You think about Mahomes, and you think about Kelsey, and you think about Andy Reid, who's an offensive minded coach. I'm like, that's all fair. I mean, those three guys are first about Hall of Fame. But what people are overlooking, is the fact that defensively they have been as good as anybody this year, anybody, and you know I think I think that's a big big part of why this team is where it is. I mean, let's be real. I mean, th- there's no way they're in the Super Bowl without this defense being as dominant as, as it's been. And it, you know, in the Super Bowl, regardless of who they play, I mean, how how good do you feel if you said to me, hey, "She's going to score 24 points in the Super Bowl"? They're probably winning. Like I don't care who they play, they're probably going to win. So. Give them all the credit in the world, man. But I think overall, like this team, four out of five Super Bowls, going for a third championship, beating one great quarterback after the next a lot of these years to do it. Yeah. I mean, they are among the greatest teams to ever step on a football field. There is no doubt about that. To say that that's not true is to not understand the NFL history. I did like how you at least, you know, showed yourself some truth right there, saying you're a part of the, the, the issue, the national media. <laughs> Taking a shot at yourself. Come on, Verderam. Listen, sometimes you got to do it. You know? <laughs> uh, going back to Wesley Paul saying Flowers has some growing up to do. Yeah, man. Um, that was wild. W- what was he thinking in that situation? He makes a great catch, great play, good for Zay. He's a great player. But then he pushes Legereus Sneed down, which, which, okay, that's. Dumb as, dumb as shit. Sorry. What are you doing in that situation? Know the situation. Act like you've been there before. And then you decide to throw the ball down at him and try and spin it and stand over him. You're a buck 65. First off, Legereus Sneed could kick your ass. You're lucky that he goes, I understand the situation. I have been here before. I am not going to retaliate. You are, by the way, so far downfield, you are alone. The refs are only looking at you. Of course, that's getting flagged. And then, of course, Legereus Sneed says, I will get you back later, punches the ball out. Uh, he pulls a, um, you know what, can't even say McCole Harmon anymore. I want to save him. Congrats to McCole Harmon going to yet another Super Bowl. Good for him, man. Uh, but he gets a touchback. Chiefs get the ball, and it could not have happened to a better dude, Zay Flowers. Oh, and then just to the cherry on top, decides to go to the sideline, get angry, hit hammer his hand on the sideline, and get a laceration. Real smart guy. Yeah, I mean, you said it right. If you look at the if you look at the team stats in this game, eight penalties for ninety five yards for the Ravens, three turnovers, uh, zero for one in the red zone. 
That's why you're not going to the Super Bowl. That's it right there. Um, you made more mistakes. The Chiefs had three penalties for 30 yards. They were two of three in the red zone. Um, they were one of two on fourth down. Like the Chiefs just uh, – the Ravens were three of 11 on on third down. The Chiefs were unbelievable. Um, listen, we've got to uh, – we got one more Super Chat here, Tony Atkins. Can't wait to see Skip Bayless twist himself into a pretzel to say Lamar Jackson outplayed Mahomes today. Let him. All good. He can he can take his I outplayed Mahomes uh, you know trophy and and, and admire it while Mahomes yeah. is playing in the Super Bowl. Well, he Honestly, can throw another Cowboys jersey away if he wants to, and then dig it out of the trash can just to use yeah. next video he makes. Yeah. <laughs> right. This is one of these things. Like, hey, I, and I, you know, I mean, listen, feel however you want, watch whatever you want. I, I don't know, like, why does anybody turn on this shit? Like, just don't even waste. Your, he sucks. He sucks. He's a carnival barker. And it's the same thing with most of these guys on TV. If they're just carnival barkers. They do it because they're told to do it by the production crew. Hey, you know, say this, say that. We're going to clip this off social media. Like, I always laugh and people are like, NFL scripted. You know what's scripted? Those shows. That's what's scripted. Like, guys come out and say wild shit because they're expected to because then they can clip it. And they all, oh, you know what? Look at this. Look at what this guy said. Oh, my God. What do you think about this? Retweet if you like it. Da, da, da. Like, it's all garbage. It's all garbage. And... I mean, listen, anybody at this point who doesn't think Mahomes is the best player in football, I mean, you either don't watch the sport or you're a clown. I mean, there's no, like, and Mahomes wasn't even great today. Mahomes was great in the first half. The second half of the game, he was very pedestrian. And then Mahomes had to make one throw. Bang, game's over. Like, and Lamar, he made a lot of mistakes in the game. Let's be real. I mean, that interception, you can't make that mistake. You just can't. That's a brutal mistake to cost you points. You look at, you know, now this is nothing new with Lamar, but like Jay Flowers, you take the personal foul. Then you're carrying the ball in. And listen, I don't even want – that to me was more about Snead than it was Flowers, that, that play at the goal line. That is a play that 95% of guys don't even dive at him. They're like, it's a touchdown, whatever. But Jerry Snead dove at him and immediately punches the ball at the one-foot line, and I think it was McDuffie who recovered it, if memory serves. It was, yeah. Like, that's championship football. As Tyron Matthew would say, that is championship swagger. Like, that is – we're not going to give up. We're going to play right to the goal line. And Zay Flowers, look, he dove for the end zone. 99 times out of 100, it's touchdown. But not that time. It reminds me of the the the, the, um, the play against Cleveland that Dirty Dan made. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, that was a very similar situation. Actually, Honey Badger weighed in. Uh, he said uh, they got every dollar out of Snead. Now he's going to have a chance to earn his X-Factor. Sneed replied to that tweet and said, love and thank you for everything, bro. And Frank Clark, our old pal, tweeted, defense wins championships. Um, absolutely. Bring uh, him back for the Super Bowl. There's blood in the water. Yeah. Just bring him back <laughs> for plays. Like just have him on the sideline. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, we got to give out some hardware because I'm sure everybody wants to check out the NFC Championship game to, to scout who the Chiefs are going to be playing in the Super Bowl. I'm going to kick us off this time, and I'm giving my arrowhead to Travis Effin Kelsey, the new playoff leader in receptions who took down the GOAT, Jerry Rice, to do that. Absolutely incredible. Kelsey was targeted 11 times in this game. He had 11 receptions for 116 yards and a tutty. Absolutely incredible. He gets my arrowhead. It's an easy one, but he earned it. Uh, Verderam, why don't you go next? Sneed, I thought he made the play of the game. Yeah, and, and frankly, he made the other play again. It's forgotten because it, it didn't affect, like directly affect the scoring play. That tackle he made on Flowers at the ten yard line saved that. I mean, that's a touchdown if Snead doesn't make that tackle. And then he takes the penalty, and then Snead punched the ball out. I mean, it, it to me it was the biggest play of the game. It was the biggest. If he scores there, it's seventeen fourteen, and there's time on the clock, and the Chiefs are moving the ball. To me, that is the play of the season more than any other play. That play, um, angry drunken German. Thank you for gifting another 10 subs. Uh, dude, always appreciate you, man. Just growing the growing everything we're doing here. Thank you, ADG. Um, I'm gonna go Dion Bush, Justin Reed, uh, McDuffie and Sneed, of course, uh, Joshua Williams. I know where this uh, is going. Yeah, Drew Tranquil. 
<laughs> like the whole defense, man. Like, like yeah. it's a, George Karloff, just Chris Jones for single-handedly ending a Ravens drive, which, again, that's why you pay the guy, because how many guys can single-handedly end a drive? We saw him do it in a AFC Championship game. That's why you pay the man. Um, George Karloff is with the hustle. Deion Bush, be, again, being a fourth-string safety, fifth-string safety, coming in and making the interception. Justin Reed, multiple times, coming up to the line of scrimmage. He was in a uh, two-deep. Cover two, Shell, came all the way up to stuff a running back at the line of scrimmage. Absurd. Yeah. Then offense, oh, Drew Tranquil was everywhere, man. Drew Tranquil was elite in this game. Now, offensively, MVS, redemption. Um, Nick Allegretti for stepping in. I, I, again, he's not Joe Tooney. You saw it at times that, okay, that that's not Joe Tooney. But he did a nice job overall. Juwan Taylor at one point, I actually think the whole game. Juwan Taylor did a very nice job. He got one penalty called against him, but for the majority of the game, I thought he did a nice job, especially opening up running lanes for Patrick Mahomes. That I thought was impressive. Um, Rasheed Rice, I mean, again, what more can you say? This was a team win. And let's not forget Richie James making smart decisions as a return man or Harrison Butker being nailed or when Tommy Tunson shanked a punt, he came back and downed him on the one-yard line, the biggest punt of the season. Again, Every big moment that happened, the Chiefs found a way to get it done. This was a team win. Sorry, Patrick. I'm being soft and long-winded. Everyone gets an arrowhead. Everyone gets an arrowhead because the Chiefs are going back to the Super Bowl. And here's what's really exciting for you. If you're new to Arrowhead Attic, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Hit the bell so you can know when we go live. Because guess what? We'll be back next week with our regular set of shows. And then next weekend, me and Sterling, are going to Las Vegas, baby. We're going to be in the Super Bowl. Arrowhead Addict is going to be live on Radio Row. We're going to have shows. Make sure you're subscribed and you get the notification because it's not going to be the same time. It's going to be, you know, we'll be going live. We'll be doing, we'll be interviewing Chiefs legends. All kinds of people come through Radio Row. We'll be getting the schedule all set up, you know, in the coming weeks. So we'll let you know what's going to be happening. But it's it's going to be absolutely fantastic. We're going to have fantastic coverage for you. And uh I spent an obscene amount of money on this hoodie at the Super Bowl last year. It was worth every penny. Uh, that's why I put it on today. I was hoping for a little bit of good juju. And uh, I'm going back, and they'll, they'll have something else that they'll wear out. And, I, you know, I was just going to get the divorce papers ready. So um, it's worth it. You got you to do it. You're my chaperone in Vegas, right? Like, you're, you're going to be watching over me? or oh, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no, gonna man. Be, we're going to we might look a little bleary eyed on some of those shows. I'm just going to tell you guys right now. No, man, I'm so excited. This is a first time in my life covering the Super Bowl. And I convinced myself, by the way, we knew well before the matchup, well before we knew the Chiefs were going to be there. I'm talking myself into it's going to be OK if the Chiefs aren't there. Sterling, it's fine if the Chiefs aren't there. Well, everyone, the Chiefs are there. This it is about a so damn fight. It makes it so much better, man. I was there with with Verdram a couple of years ago when when they lost to the Bengals, and we had to sit in there and watch those guys play. This. And it was hard, yeah. man. I was really bitter. <laughs> My I'm normally would would have rooted, you know cheered for the Bengals because an underdog franchise, AFC. Like I couldn't do it, man. I just couldn't do it. It was I was so salty. Um, Want to do that this year? So um, thank you everybody for your support all year long, all day long. It's been an incredible ride. We get to keep it rolling. So make sure, make sure you're subscribed. Make sure first thing tomorrow, you're on SI.com. You know, I know Vertoram's going to have some great stuff for you there. The whole team at Sports Illustrated, they do great work. Some of my favorite reads all week. And Vertoram, you've got a, a monster piece coming. Do you yeah. want to plug that again one more time for this? Yeah, big tomorrow's audience? a big day for me. I'm flying out to the Senior Bowl tomorrow morning. Uh, and uh, I won't have a hard time getting up now after that game. But uh, yeah, the 50 most influential teams of all time. It's a five-part series, 10 teams per day coming out on SI.com. It is over 25,000 words in length. Uh, we interviewed or I interviewed uh, a player from every team that's on that list from 1960 on. Um, and in all cases, we're either Hall of Famers or damn close to it or coach. Um, talk, you know, There's panel quotes for each team. We had 31 uh, panel members. It's also in the magazine, hitting newsstands this week. It is 16 pages long. It's one of the biggest spreads in the history of the company. Uh, please go out, buy it, check it out. Um, and then, yeah, beyond that, you can follow me on Twitter at my handle, which you can see here on the screen, which I will be tweeting it out plenty. 
Um, I'm also going to have probably about three more of these and then do a super follower chat where you can ask me any question you want uh, about the Chiefs and I'll answer them. So if you want to do that, super follow me. I know a lot of people in here already do. Thank you. Um, well, fun. Well, fun. Then you can then you can follow my nonsense from Mobile, which is going to be me just like chugging grits and, and then being in deep physical pain at 2 a.m. at a Holiday Inn. <laughs> so, uh, you know, follow for the fun. Appreciate it. Yeah, make sure you check out Verum's work over there at Sports Illustrated. A lot of work went into that. It's going to be a hell of a read. All right, uh, everybody, we will see you next week for our regular slate of shows to start getting you ready for the Super Bowl. Go enjoy the rest of the NFC Championship game. Thank you to producer Richard for keeping us rocking and rolling all season long. He'll be there in Vegas with us as well. For Sterling Holmes, from Matt Verderam, my name is Patrick Allen. We'll see you at the Super Bowl. But until then, as always, go Chiefs. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.